0: The following is a Just Green production, brought to you by the Might Be News Network.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Might Be Brews,
0: episode...
1: 53 the podcast where we explore the people places and brews of the craft beer world my name is john with me as always mr steve how you doing over there
2: when i plugged the new captain america two weeks ago i might have been a little premature i'm just putting that out there
1: i i still am behind oh dude it's so good i watched like half of an episode but i still have i think two and a half episodes left
2: there's a le- finale is out tomorrow yeah i gotta it's catch so up good
1: we'll see we will see Uh, Our special guest today, the CEO of Great Notion Brewing Company, Paul Reiter. 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 Got it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for hanging out. How are you doing today?
0: Doing awesome, man.
1: Awesome. I really appreciate you hanging out. I'm so looking forward to this. Um, Your your email came through at the perfect time. We were juggling guests. Uh, We had like a... um, a last-minute issue with one of our guests, and we tried to pull up somebody, and then you emailed and said, "Hey, man!" And I was like, "This is perfect," because everything just went live with you guys, and um, so I'm super pumped for that. Real quick, before we get into the questions, let's talk about um, mbnnetwork.com. It's never been easier to find your new favorite podcast. The website is revamped. Also, make sure you check out the MBN Network mobile app. Go to was it iTunes?
2: iTunes,
1: iTunes store, app store, app store, on the App Play store, store. Uh, go find that. Make sure you look us up on YouTube, search for MBN Network, find our live streams, podcast episodes and the all new preview and review, our preview review. And um, yesterday in five minutes is coming back as well. So we've got tons and tons of daily content on our YouTube page. Search for mbnnetwork.com. Help us make the show bigger and better than ever before. Become a patron on Patreon. Go to patreon.com/mbnnetwork. Sign up to get bonus n- episodes and entered into monthly giveaways. Uh, we're getting really close to doing that um, next monthly giveaway. We've got this getting awesome there. grab bag from Great Lakes Brewing. We've got uh, mugs, glasses, uh, stainless steel.
2: Straws, reusable straws,
1: straws. Uh, beer, soap, uh, signs, stickers, pens—all kinds of cool stuff. So we're going to be giving that away here uh, in the next week or so. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, Unomia CBD. Go to unomiacbd.com. Use promo code MBN for twenty percent off, free shipping, and a free gift. That's e u n o m i a cbd.com. And our latest sponsor, Linode.com. Accelerate innovation with Linode's simple, affordable, and accessible Linux cloud solutions and services. Go to lenocom slash mbn, create an account and get a hundred dollar credits. All right. So we are back, Pauly. Um, The first question we always ask new guests, what was your gateway beer? If you can think back to one of your first craft beers or maybe that beer that hooked you and got you into the craft beer scene, what do you think that was? Tell us about that experience.
0: Sure. Uh, Probably like Boddington, I guess, back in – so so back in Philly. So I know this is a Philly-area podcast, right? I a exactly. i out in Portland, Oregon, but from Philadelphia originally, Temple University. You know, someone put me down with a Boddington's way back in the day or Sammy Smith's like a nut porter or something like that. Yeah. nut brown nut out. sorry, right, nut brown out. Um, yep. You know, something like that with, first got me into it. And then when I moved to Portland in 2001 is when I really just started to get entrenched in this scene, right, and, and you know, we have – back in the day so bridgetown um there's whitmer right so whitmer hef originally was one that just you know became a diehard fan right away probably from the wit Hef. yeah
2: what year were you at uh were you at temple
0: uh years 98 to 2001
2: i don't know when it got closed down but i may or may not have been arrested for underage drinking at the salad alley
0: yeah dude Is the salad <laughs> alley still open then uh, I don't remember, dude, honestly. I can't remember, so. <laughs> it was that little joint I, like on I campus. Millersville. I went to Millersville, 95 to 98. And then I actually I don't know why I said '01. I graduated Temple December 99. Sorry, it's hard to remember everything that happened back then.
1: Oh, geez. I can't remember what happened yesterday. Right. Yeah. But so so you're a Philly guy. I mean, what was it like um, coming up in the area in Philly? What was the craft beer scene like back then? And how did you end up on the West Coast and eventually in the beer industry?
0: I mean, all I can remember about craft beer, because I wasn't too diehard into it then. It was or maybe I was starting to be right as we left and would just go to Monks all the time and blow my head off on those wings, you know. (laughs) I guess that was that was like probably my my time spent in craft beer was just basically monks back then. Okay. So I was more in other things at the time. I was way more into like hip hop and trying to run a hip hop record label. Oh yeah. Trying to be a famous rapper or something like that back in the day is what i was really into
1: nice nice yeah i mean yeah. uh my brother for sure is um tried to be a, a famous rapper for a while maybe still wants to be my brother produces our show and the network and everything like that oh cool we're cracking a beer you right know, if, now if any of your
0: listeners we're in the hip-hop you know between like 98 to 2000 you know two you might remember arrakis records so i always put on tons of shows downtown at like the Kyber and Silk City. Those were kind of our stomping grounds back then.
2: Wow. It's so funny you, you we're like, okay, we're going to have this guy from Great Notion on to talk beer and we're talking the, late the, 90s yeah, the underground hip hop scene and We're Philly. talking Temple U, we're talking Millersville.
0: Wow. Yeah, man. <laughs> Who would have thought? So all right, what Great Notion beers you got there.
1: So this one that we're going to crack right now is Jammy Pants. Nice, dude.
0: Jammy I have one pants. pretty similar uh onyx I, this one just came out but it's very similar to a jammy pants except there's there's darker colored fruits to get that color so.
1: okay so i mean let's see what is the deal with uh what's the deal with you guys no what's um what's the deal <laughs> with beer yeah uh, so like when when i had like a very limited exposure to yeah. great notion I immediately thought of you as a sour and stout company. I mean, it says something like that on the can. And definitely the first few beers that I had was what? Um, Double stack blueberry muffin. I think were the ones that we were getting in trades and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, those
0: uh, were the most up ones that we put out. definitely For sure.
1: Um, but then um, shout out to, to our buddy, Brett. He, um, he started trading with or he's he's been trading with a buddy on the west coast for a long time right and we um we started getting um the ipas and Mm -hmm. i'm like dude the ipas are some of the best out there like it's crazy that you guys are are able to like have that reputation for that style but then also kill the ones that you know you're maybe not on the radar for yet i don't know
0: yeah that's what we were first known for so um when we were the first brewery really to put out like a hazy IPA in the whole Northwest. So it was oh, wow. it was the summer of 2015 that we bought an existing brew pub and we finally got our brewing license at the end of the year. Um, and so one of the first beers we have or the first beer we had brew was Juice Jr. And so, you know, being out in, the, in Portland, Oregon, right? This is where everyone had 8 billion IBUs, like the hoppiest, hoppiest, <laughs> hoppiest of IPAs, right? And we came out with hazy IPAs and everyone didn't know it blew their minds. They're like, what the fuck is this? This, this isn't an IPA. They call us liars, fakes, they make shitty IPAs, right? People would say, but little by little, we're like, nah, dude, this didn't, what, what used to be called New England style, right? Now it's called easy IPAs, right? So people are like, no, it's the New New England style. You got to check it out, right? You heard of Treehouse, you heard of Alchemist, whatever, you know, companies like that, right? So people were curious, right? And and they were really interested in trying it. And then once they had a taste, they were hooked up. So yeah, so that's what we were first known for was Juice Jr. and Ripe. And then Ripe is our all citribe that won number one ipa in a blind uh 387 i think ipa is what pace magazine tested we won number one that was uh, 2018
1: that's amazing so okay so you guys did like just really hit it off with the ipas and um when do you think if you could try to figure out that timeline from when you opened i got to give another shout out to brett because um he was telling me a story earlier him and his buddy seth out there in Portland, I guess, and you said you opened your doors in 2016.
0: It was January 1st, 2016. Was the first day we legally poured a beer for people.
1: So I think it was in the. I think he said it was in the summer, and that. Um, what did he say? They were. Let's see. Oh, he went to uh, a chicken and biscuit place. That was next door. door. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I guess they were super excited for the chicken and biscuits. And they're like, oh, there's a brewery next door. Let's check that out. And and found you guys, I guess, like early 2016. And then when he came home, they just kept, you know, trading those beers. But yeah, he he texted me. He's like, that's such a great memory of just, you know, stumbling upon your place by accident and finding one of the best breweries in the country.
0: Thanks, dude. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. So so John kind of touched on when I see it on the website, it's a passion for hops and a patience for sours. So did you guys start off with that mindset or did you kind of grow into that mindset?
0: No, we did. That's we actually just kind of moved away from that slogan at the beginning of the year. Now we just keep beer fun. That's kind of the new slogan, just new fun shit with the way we sell it, the way we brew it, the way our customers get the beers and everything. But yeah, we we started out by like really focusing on barrel, you know, barrel aged sours. Uh, the customers were just so hype on the kettle sours though, right? The Berliner vices, the, the fruited sour beers like blueberry muffin or big papaya. And now we have a slew of them. Now now we have a whole um like fruit monster series. Basically, every fruit you could think of, we turn into a kettle sour. And it's just it's fun, man. It's super easy sipping when it's hot out. And they're kind of like beginner beers for people to say they don't like beer. When they taste blueberry muffin, it's kind of like, oh. Beer can be fun, too. It doesn't have to just be overly hoppy beers or maybe what a lot of people think of as like a boring lager, you know, or my dad's lager, for example. You know,
1: it's it's a special thing, I think, when a brewery can make that that when they can transcend the uh, the beer nerds who can appreciate like, holy crap, can you can you like just the flavors that are going on, but then also attract somebody who's like a beer novice, let's say who's used to like those Miller Lights and the High Lifes and whatever, but then can try something like a blueberry muffin and be completely blown away just as much as a, as a beer nerd.
0: Yeah. I mean, back in the day, I hated the, the overly hoppy beers too myself. Sorry. Sorry, everyone out there listening, you know, but it just, it wasn't my passion. And then when I tried uh, my one business partner, James, he was, he was trying to make a Heady Topper clone in his garage, right? And this is kind of how we started with, with Juice Jr. and Ripe. And it blew my mind, dude, because I never had a hazy IPA in 2014, right? And that's when we started talking about opening a brewery. And I was just like, holy shit, I couldn't believe that this was an IPA. I was like, I thought I hated IPAs. Yeah. And I don't know how many people, I've heard thousands of people say that now over the five years that we've been open. Like, I thought I hated IPAs. And then they fall in love with, you know, one of our hazy IPAs, for example.
2: So you weren't into the to the IBU wars when we had to try and get 100 plus IBUs in the beer? <laughs> I always talk so about that time. Were,
0: so J- James and Andy were, so, you know, I don't know if you want the background story. I'll give you the yes, two please. second version. But we were founded by three neighbors. So Paul, James, and Andy, right? We all live on the same block. And James and Andy, they're their homebrewers. They literally live across the street, like kitty corner, across the street from each other. <laughs> and they started becoming buddies and talking about beer. I think Andy was walking by and saw James homebrew in his garage one time back in like 2012 or something like that. So they started brewing together, becoming buddies, talking about maybe open a brewery. And then it was, I think it was 2014, we had a a block party and, you know, they got me drunk on their home brew and, you know, (laughs) I might've been grabbing some pizza and walking back with my kids. And they're like, dude, just come here, have some more of our beers. Try this, try this. And James is like, uh, Willy Wonka is in, in his garage, going to his garage. And he's got all these bottles of like homebrew competition beers he's won or has been aging. And. He's like, Try. and he just starts handing me like 20 things, just like Willy Wonka, Charlie Jokofek. <laughs> and my mind was just, my mind was blown. I was like, dude, why aren't you guys doing this professionally? Why don't you have a brewery? And they're like, well, we talked about maybe opening a brewery one day, but we, we don't know what to do. We don't know who to talk to, how to raise money or any of that stuff. And I had gotten my MBA. You know, I worked at a company called Smarsh downtown here in Portland selling technology. And I was looking for something fun to do or something new to do too. And I was like, dude, I'll help you. I was like, I love talking to banks and lawyers and media doing podcasts and shit like that. Right. They're like, we just want to make beer. We don't want to talk to anyone, dude. They're like, we just literally want to make beer and drink beer. I was like, I got you, let's let's do this. And so that's kind of how it all started, man. And so still today, or if you fast forward to today, we're, we're still in charge of the three things we love. Like Andy's a scientist at heart. He's got a biology background. He's, so I call him the scientist, right? And he's in charge of our production facility, scaling beers up, quality control. James, I call the artist, dude. He's the inventor. He's the Willy Wonka. He's like, dude, let's throw ice cream and fucking blue cheese and apples <laughs> into a beer, right? Or whatever. That's James. And and I'm the I'm what they call the business guy, right? I do all the other shit. You know, I look at the numbers. I talk to media. I love marketing. I love social media. And, you know, so we, we fit really well. I feel like we fit like Voltron. And I feel like that's why we're really successful. Where a lot of these other breweries, you know, it's they're owned by the brewer who's also forced to do the business stuff he or she hates, you know?
1: Yeah, that, that's an incredible. Um, it's an incredible way that it worked out because I, I was thinking that as you were talking, like there, there's there's companies that we know where the brewers have to take on the ownership position and they hire other people to brew for them and things like that, or they just get stretched too thin. And um, you know, maybe it's an overhead thing. Who knows at the beginning? But uh, man, it's really cool that you guys planned it out that way and that you have that excitement and that energy. Um, you know, to, to spread the word. And I, I don't know what it is about the way you guys do things, because, like, I love that you guys have this identity. You've, you've found an, ide- an identity, I feel like, so well, looking at it from a marketing perspective. Um, your logo, the cans, um, the, the theme of the characters, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it makes me think of the Pacific Northwest, just looking at your can, you know what I mean? The the, the trees yeah, in the background.
2: Totally
1: yeah, it, it's 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 just crazy. Um I just I, I think about how well that was done because I, I get that feeling like I want to throw a fa- a flannel on to drink this beer. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Um uh, it, it's crazy. Like I just feel like I want to go chop like grab an axe and chop a tree down mm-hmm. or something.
2: And mm-hmm. and there's no doubt when you walk past a can on the shelf that it's a great notion beer.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh yeah. I love and I love hearing that, dude. That's why I always want our no shit doubt. to be identifiable, you know. I also don't want to be on store shelves either. We love selling things direct to customers. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's for sure. Um, so so I guess that's a good transition. He let's gave say. it to you, Don. <laughs> he teed it up for you. <laughs> I know, right? So uh, what, what's that been like? I mean, as you're growing, you're becoming more popular. Mm-hmm. I always feel like if I put my shoes into one of these crazy hype breweries, like, what is that? how do you juggle this that that you want to be direct to consumer you want to be fresh you want to keep the hypeness up but you also want to sell a shit ton of beer and make money and um and be a successful business not just you know um you know a brewery that's that's popular or or a local favorite or something so how do you guys think you approach that and once you started to grow notoriety um how, how do you do that balancing act
0: yeah it's something we debate every week so we have an owner meeting every wednesday and that that comes up every time we want to grow but we want to stay cool and since there, there's three partners a great notion right and my, my two other partners they want to grow at a much slower clip than i do i'm the go 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 i'm from philly dude i'm a hustler like let's do this dude let's, right, let's right. grow right i got an mba and you know I'm, i just i don't know i want to keep it fun keep it fast moving right and they're like nah dude slow down slow down chill bro right my, my, <laughs> my one guy andy's from the south James is from um, Pennsylvania, but more, a little further outside of Philly, you know, so they, they want to slow down. Either way, dude, uh, we keep trying to sell direct to customers, and that's why we kind of jumped ahead of the curve a couple of years ago, thinking about an app, saying that, you know what, we want to keep selling direct to customers. How can we do that unless it, unless we have half a million dollars every time we want to open a new location or whatever? And, you know, in our head, in my head, mine and uh, one of my friends, uh, Sam, who I used to work with, he was like, dude, just start an app. Like, how about a virtual location? Are you allowed to ship beer? And then we started looking in the shipping laws a couple of years ago. And I know a lot of people are doing that now, right? Um, there's a couple friendly states. There's, I think there's eight of them that let you ship right into them from any state, right? There's about eight of them, right? And But now we've been able to, I call it unlock a couple other states by just <laughs> meeting different regulations that you have to meet. It sucks that beer is way behind wine, and yeah. you got to fucking way jump through behind. eight boats be able to ship into every new state there's all this paperwork there's a lot of money some of them you have to send in every single label of every beer you're going to send in and then we can talk about the limits the limits pennsylvania's limits fucking suck they dude. suck I'm true only allowed to mail half a case of or sell half a case of beer to a customer each month That that's horrible dude you know yeah
1: i'm not crazy about it and i don't know some breweries that i've ordered from just like ship you whatever and then other times no. it's like you know and, and i kind i don't know and then some just, you know, follow the rules and they do what they're supposed to. And that's cool, too. But yeah, yeah, it is wild. I mean, Pennsylvania's always had extremely weird liquor laws. Extreme. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, but, you know, no, you know right. what that's know like. The you there. I yeah. yeah,
0: I grew up in Philly. I know the deal, man. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you got to go into the pizza shop, get two six packs, bring them back out to your car. Yeah. <laughs> go back in, get two more six packs, bring them back into your car like they didn't just see me. I took off my hat. Yeah. So I'm a different guy.
1: <laughs> so um, talk about the the marketing and um, the, the characters and things like that. So, you know, who is the, the designer maybe that, you know, designs yeah. these characters? And um, yeah, let's how did give you a guys come shout up
0: with that let's give a big shout out stuff? to Chad Eaton. He's the illustrator. What up, Everyone Chad? follow him. He's, he's at Timber PS on Instagram. His artwork's sick. He's got his own store where you can buy, you know, all of his own artwork. He does a lot of work for Element Skateboards too. Oh, and nice, so yeah. like I think it was like five years ago, James might have just been looking for some artwork for our first brew pub. And he just I think I feel like he just Googled like Lumberjack artwork and, and found Chad Eaton had some real cool <laughs> shit and we bought a painting from him, hung it up on the wall. And everyone that worked there loved it. All the customers loved it. So we kept buying more of his stuff to hang up on the wall. And then eventually after we figured out we finally need to start selling some cans instead of just Crowlers. Right, yeah. We we commissioned him, we said, hey dude, we have our five like customer favorite beers because we always keep, we have like five, we call them flagship beers, you know, but then we keep coming out with new shit every week. But we're like, dude, let's start with these five. We're willing to pay X amount of dollars per can, you know, if you're down with something like that, what do you think? And here's our rough idea is that we want a forest background, but a different character on the front to change depending on the beer. And that's how it all started, man. You know, we gave him some rough ideas of what we were thinking. We be- He had, like, a real cool skeleton and, like, a bear and a Sasquatch already. And we're like, dude, can you tweak it a little bit? We want it to look a little more like this, and we want the bear to be juggling these blueberry muffins. Can you do something like that? And so he did. And, you know, um, we've been working together now. It's been, like, at least three, four years. He's done at least 100 uh, characters or at least 100 labels. But I feel like we're up to, like, at least 30 different characters now, too. Um, we kind of want to do, I remember there was one Simpsons episode or something like that. Or maybe, it's, I can't remember, but I feel like it's like every character from The Simpsons, like all in one picture. So I kind of want to pay Chad at one point to do something like that too. I just know it'll cost an arm and a leg for him to sit there and draw that forever. Dude. Yeah. I used I
2: used to have that poster.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah. The Simpsons one with Yeah, it was just everybody. Yeah, that was rad, dude. Yeah, so we might do something like that in the future too. But Chad's dope, man. He's sick. I highly recommend you guys cop your own, like, skateboard from him or hat or whatever his his shit's badass that's awesome yo here know. just to give him a quick shout yeah. out he uh he's got this side thing he does called feelings too it's a pretty rad corduroy hat there for feelings
1: nice yeah i'll definitely have yeah. to look yeah. him up on instagram we we'll yeah, post it. and share I that stuff.
0: whatever dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so
1: let's talk about um let's talk about covid you know what did you guys have to do when, when COVID hit and uh, things got crazy and nobody could go anywhere, you know, h- how was that in your neck of the woods and uh, how did you guys, you know, pivot or change your your um, approach yeah, yeah. on things?
0: Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, I don't know why I said thanks, but yeah, <laughs> let's, let's just say this. It was a horrible fucking time for everyone, but we were very fortuitous In the fact that we started working on our app a year and a half prior to COVID and we're planning on rolling it out that summer, you know, last summer. And so we kind of just fast tracked it, paid a little more to the developers, worked on a little more to try to roll it out in the spring. So basically COVID hit like mid-March last year and we dropped the first version of our app mid-April. We were already prepared, you know, just, I don't know, man, call it foresight, call it whatever, dude, but we started working on some stuff like that. And so luckily for us, working at a brewery, owning a brewery, people drink during good times and bad, right? So people still wanted beer, you know, when times are shitty, they definitely wanted to drink more. I I know I fucking, me and my wife and family, you know, we drank basically every day of 2020, right? (laughs) Right? Um, so yeah so we were still selling beer man it sucked having to close the places because we had restaurants too out in portland brew pubs aren't a big deal out here sure so we had to, so most of our places were brew pubs so we had to close the restaurants down um, and just set up pickup locations where we could still drop a beer on the app people could come line up six feet away wear your mask come pick the beer up but luckily for us we had a good brand and you know good name and, and we were still dropping hot beers our brewers were still willing to come in and and grind and hustle, you know, and so so, did so you things guys, worked out okay for us, and God bless, no one got hurt and no one got COVID on the squad. You
1: know? Yeah, right. So, did you guys get? um Do you guys push a lot of kegs out locally?
0: We we don't. No, we we try to sell almost all of our beer direct to customers, wow. so we don't do much distribution at all. Like literally ninety something percent of our beer is sold direct.
1: That's what's amazing to me is like, you know, there's breweries that get real popular locally, but then like you know, they've got a great name, you can get their cans in the distributor or wherever you buy your cans, you can go visit them. But then like, if you go in any major restaurant or local restaurant around them, there's usually two or three beers on tap. When you find those breweries that don't do any of that and can self-sustain, it's always just amazing to me to think about like your branding and your product are at a completely higher level. You know what I mean? I think both of those things have to be equally as strong and, and 110% so that you have the ability to do that. You know, you're bringing the people to you. You don't need to go through those additional channels. Um, mm-hmm. So that's amazing. I yeah. mean, yeah,
0: we still do. I'd say like each month and this is, yeah, just being fully transparent each month, we probably sell a few pallets of beer, maybe five, I guess, right. Pallets. Um, wholesale, but we won't do it in the Portland market because Portland, they can come get our beer. We have three locations in Portland. We have two in Seattle. So if we do, you know, when we sell like those extra five pallets a month or something, we'll drop it on Boston one month, LA the next month, Philly the next month, wherever, you know, so that's, that's what we'll do to keep it fresh, keep it hot in those different markets. Um, But luckily we started shipping to 12 States, including Pennsylvania just dropped. Um, So, you know, we're hoping to, I call it unlock some other States that, that we're just not allowed to um there's just some extra things we have to do so we're hoping to hope you know do that soon as well
2: so is is pennsylvania live right now
0: pennsylvania is live man we went live a couple days ago i tested it out by sending some beer out to a couple family members dude my uh my one my one buddy was it my sister or my cousin my one no my one cousin got it for some reason in like three days dude i think we sent on tuesday he got it maybe saturday what's that wednesday thursday friday Saturday. Yeah, dude, four days he got it. But then a bunch of my other family and buddies got it the following, like, Monday, Tuesday.
1: That's not um, horrible. Yeah, that's not bad. One dude
0: said it was still cold, right, which is awesome. My cousin, shout out to, to Alex. He got it, you know, super quick, and his was still cold, which was dope. But then everyone else's, it was warm. But what do you expect, man? It's UPS ground. It's cross country. A couple ice packs in there. I don't know. <laughs>
2: do you guys have any worries about cans exploding?
0: Uh, we do for our, like, smoothie-style beers. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you guys, right? You're beer experts.
2: No, no, um. whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not going to let you get away with that. We're expert you know? drinkers.
0: What, what do you think? Have you had smoothie-style beers yet, and and should we be shipping them? What do you think?
2: Uh, I don't think you should be shipping them <laughs> if they're if they're going to have that issue. I I very much right. don't like the breweries will say, oh, you didn't keep that below 35 degrees. It's your fault that it blew up. Yeah. If it's, if it's serving out of the brew pub, do your thing. I can drink them I can have maybe one. I can't have too many of them cuz it literally yeah, fills me it. up. But I would not ship them personally, me.
0: Right. Cool.
1: I don't know, man. It's it's super popular. You see it all the time, but then like also all the beer groups that we're in, you just constantly see people posting those those saturated packages and, you know, the stains on people's ceilings. You know, and things like that from from the cans exploded, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah. There's also other weird stuff going on where there's like extra fresh fruit and um yeah. you know crazy higher or lower abvs and who knows what's going on with
2: those but yeah yeah some of them around no, here i'm not even sure they are that they're literally
0: beer. like half fruit dude like after the mm-hmm. beer's done done fermenting we'll pour like literally half the can of fruit that, you know unfermented fruit so we're yeah we're on the fence, man. Now that now that's the global climate change, global warming, dude. It was like eighty in Portland, dude, in April, which it should not be. So I can't imagine what it's going to be this summer everywhere. So uh, the, we, we the might lo- halt it. We'll the see. low
2: out here, I think, was supposed to be thirty five either last night or tonight, maybe. Yeah, we're
1: supposed to have a freeze thing,
2: and next week it's supposed to be eighty eight. Yeah. So in one week we're going to go from thirty five to eighty eight.
0: <laughs> hey, Ted Cruz just announced that climate change is real. So no, did he? No. Look oh, at Teddy
2: crap. boy. <laughs> He, he okay. found out when he was in Cancun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's got flip-flops on.
2: Yeah. So I, just so the people out here know, get the app. Get the Great Notion app. They're shipping out here live. Get it. Get it out here. Get it in your face. Cool.
1: Yeah. Let me – you guys, uh, regardless yeah, – I hope that you're going to order, but what you really need to do – is download the app and start playing around. Because that was probably one of the most uh, unexpected things that happened to me recently, is downloading this app and how immersive and... um, Just how
2: visual it is. Yeah,
1: visual, immersive, interactive. It's incredible. I want to try to bring up a...
2: Yeah, that would be cool.
1: I don't know if I can do my phone, but I can at least do it chrome tab so
0: uh john and mr steve the the cool shit it's it's about to come and about oh nice dude that's fucking awesome you can do that the, the cool sh- oh that's the, that's our website right yep, yep the cool shit is about to come dude um we're finally adding our first video game into the app next month um, <laughs> and, and then and then one month later we're gonna add these augmented reality characters kind of like pokemon go no way um, it's going to be sick, man. Yeah, we've we've been spending a lot of time on it, man. We've been working on it for the past year or more, dude. Well, dude,
1: that's what's crazy is like, okay, everybody's, you know, putting out stuff where you can order online, buy online, shipping directly. Mm-hmm. Nobody is doing something like this. Like, I feel like it's like half game, half like, you know, untapped or ways where it's like, It's bringing you in and you get points for finding things like just navigating the app and like putting in my address and and putting a credit card on and like, you know, doing those steps of setting up an account. You start getting points and you start unlocking characters.
0: So, yo, you know what we're doing, too. Can you remember back to being a kid, being a Chuck E. Cheese and playing skee ball? You get those little tickets, right?
1: Mm hmm. Dude, remember, yeah. I still do that. Yeah, Go ahead.
0: Yeah. So what do you buy when you go to that little store, dude? We're, we're going to create a little store, you know, kind of like that. We're going to have those dumb little fucking, like, a dumb keychain or, like, pop rocks, GN-flavored pop rock or whatever, dude. Yeah. Bouncy. We're going to come out with some weird, funky-ass stuff like that. I dude, want a Great
1: soon. Notion slap bracelet. Ooh yes all man, day yes, that's
0: what I'm, talking about, dude. I'm a dude, chinese yo-yo yeah.
1: <laughs> dude i'm telling you man like I, I still to this day get excited for all of those games that give you tickets like i love when oh. the, all that stuff like you go to an arcade i'd much rather Bro, go to an arcade well, and get yeah, tickets than go shit. to a casino like, dude,
0: we have a coloring book like you know serious <laughs> this is that shit dude because we got all these fun characters man we're just we're trying to bring them to life like in different ways bring them to life dude you know
2: so we just cracked open a uh, a blueberry muffin. Yes. And I don't know if you remember the first time I had this beer, but why would you? But it might have been your first time too. We were at Frank's. Yeah, yeah, so, I think it was too. So John and I met at uh, we used to, uh, he used to run these bottle shares at Frank's that I used to go to all the time.
0: Not not Dirty Frank's downtown. right? Not di- no, 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 we're in the uh, suburbs. R.I.P. Old Frank's.
2: <laughs> so somebody opened this beer. It was Brett. It was it Brett. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't Cope? Because no, uh, Cope be has a, a a hookup out there too, but it might have been. I think it was Brett. He had to be a good twelve feet across the room, and I could literally smell this beer open. I thought somebody brought down. I thought Fran, the guy, the cook that worked there, brought down blueberry muffins. Yeah, I was like, oh, cool, we're getting dessert tonight. We're getting blueberry muffins, and it was this freaking beer. Yeah, and I've never understood how they could get that much smell into a beer to smell that much like a damn blueberry muffin. Yeah, when,
1: when was that? If you had to guess, uh, how many years ago was
2: that? It had to be four.
0: Dude, That's a, you got shot for spreading rumors on that. Or, or I'm sorry, for leaking the secret of the blueberry muffin. Blueberry muffin and double stack, man. We made people sign an NDA when they start creating ocean. There's like a couple beers you can't talk about. <laughs> <That's
1: fun. laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, th- what's crazy, I remember having – that first blueberry muffin, cracking that beer and being like, just like you said, Mr. Steve, somebody just brought back, brought down fresh blueberry muffins. The the nose on that thing is incredible. But, I mean, ha- has anything changed? Like, what do you guys do when you've got this fantastic recipe, but then you, you catch fire, you're getting popular, and you have to just start – reproducing that that product at a much higher scale
0: dude it was hard because at the beginning we literally threw costco blueberry muffins in that beer (laughs) so we definitely had to well number one you're not allowed to do that with the federal government you know which is it's a weird thing for breweries we have to get recipe approval on any beers we want to you know make and i don't know but yeah so brett yes uh that yes the recipe has changed a little bit too over the years it sucks when you have to change your recipes definitely um but to make them fully scalable and also to make everything legal and stuff, you, you definitely have to figure out ways to make it happen.
1: It still had that even when you cracked this can. I knew exactly what it was from across the table. I could smell it immediately. So you still have that going on. But it, it's – man, I, this, is, this is still a, an amazing beer. But I, I just remember drinking it and being like, I can taste the the, the crust part. And the yeah. soft part of the muffin, like yep. it's crazy how much like texture you can almost perceive that, out of the beer. That
2: toastiness.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh man. So that so that part of blueberry muffin is technically like a flawed concept in the, in the beer in the brewing industry. Too. Okay. And, and I'm not the brewer, right? So just remember when oh, yeah, I say yeah, something yeah. right now. But there's some called like it's, is it TFP or FTP? There's some acronym of a couple letters. And that part is technically a brewery flaw, but it works so well for that beer. Interesting. Do you know what I'm talking about? No,
1: no. <laughs> Doesn't make
0: sense. All right. Well, somebody's gonna um, check
1: in in a second. I think yeah, FCP's. Someone is time a... someone
0: chime in on that, but it's there's like certain brewery flaws, right, or beer flaws. If you're a Cicerone, right? Cicerone. And, and that's one of them, but it works so well for that
2: beer. <laughs> Uh, Brett checked in. He said we had it at Frank's on June 7th, 2017. Holy crap. So I was pretty close on four years. I was pretty close. Well done.
1: So that's crazy. That was only a year or so after you guys, a year and a half maybe, after you guys opened your own spot.
0: Yeah. Yes. It's crazy.
1: So, I mean, if you opened your doors in 2016, it's 2021. Quick math is five years. Mm-hmm. and you have how many locations like how the f do you scale up that quickly and that and and to that scale where you said what three portland two seattle yeah, locations
0: three. so it sounds like we're bigger physical wise but i guess barrelage wise we're not as huge as like there's lots of other breweries that do way more barrels than we did like i, I think we did maybe eight thousand barrels last year so that's not anything like too insane you know but we do have – so we have five locations plus the app now. We have three in Portland and two in Seattle. Uh, the two in Seattle are what we opened during the pandemic, dude. We opened uh, Georgetown, Seattle last summer, and then Ballard opened like right after Christmas, dude, the week after Christmas. And that's been popping the hardest, dude. Ballard's like a sick neighborhood in Seattle where there's like eight billion breweries and like a fucking three-block radius or something like that. It's it's pretty rad. You guys should check it out dude, sometime. I
1: was in Seattle in – February I don't oh, yeah. know I don't know either I was there and I <laughs> yeah, don't know By the there either
0: way. I always just because I'm from Philly Philly New York is kind of like Portland Seattle you know oh. like Portland, it's not too Seattle,
1: far
0: it's kind of same shit yeah it's a couple hour drive uh you could do day trips or whatever there's just more shit to do right because it's a bigger city you're always hating on the bigger city you know we're the underdog <laughs> or whatever you know? yeah yeah
1: so how do how does that I mean I guess I'm just trying to imagine the business decisions there you know that many locations that quickly but if there's not a lot of distribution and things going on I mean right. and that's, I, that's I, why yeah the great... goal
0: was to keep on everything direct to customers right and so we got to we got to come to them right if we're not putting our beer in their supermarket when they go to pick up the groceries too we we got to then come to where they're at so that's kind of the goal
1: I mean we always like i I guess I try to think of it from a uh, a business standpoint that the tap room is uh is the most margin that's the most profitable because you're you're pouring beer there's no middleman there's no uh there's no vessel necessarily you're just pouring you know a, a glass of beer for five six bucks and um you know giving somebody hopefully a great experience that keeps them coming back. You know, you guys have the name, the branding, so I'm sure you keep those tap room fulls. It's amazing that you guys can just open that many locations that quickly. I mean, we know businesses that are like ten years old that are hoping to open a second location soon. To think five in five years is uh, is amazing, and I love how you keep considering the app like another location. That's like a. Um, a really neat way to look at it. I also like how you call everything like you're unlocking it, like it's a it's a it's an yeah. Xbox achievement. You know what I mean? <laughs> or a PlayStation achievement? Yeah. Like you know, we we've unlocked the next stage.
0: Hell yeah, dude! That's awesome. Yeah, same thing. Uh, I don't know too much to comment on for that, but yeah, you. I mean, you hit it on the nail, dude. Yeah, that's that's what we're doing, and we try to make it fun when you come in. Tap tap rooms are definitely profitable, like you said, but also selling direct to customers. And that, that you know, the reason we want to do that too, it's it's the relationship. So it's just like you come to us, we get to meet you, we shake your hand, you get the whole vibe of the tap room. The beer is fresh as hell, right? Cause you're getting it right from a place where it's brewed and we bring them to our locations every day, you know, so you get the hottest new shit. Um, and then of course there's, you cut out that middleman, like you said, I mean, it's pretty shitty in, in the distribution world. I, f- I feel bad for the breweries that definitely have to do that. Cause if you take a $10, you know, six pack, for example, the, the distributor gets a third of that. The retail store that sells it gets a third of that. The brewery only gets a third of that. You know, when you sell direct, you get to keep it all. But, dude, those tanks are expensive as fuck. The location, the construction of the locations, all that stuff. It's Like like I said, it's like half a mil, you know, if you want to open a location. If you want to build a brewery, half a mil or whatever, too, you know, depending on how big a tanks you want and stuff like that, too. You can get your shit from China, but, you know, we don't want, you know, nothing wrong with China. Dude. But I'm just <laughs> saying it's you want we're in Portland. We have all these great manufacturers right around the corner from us. We want to know the people brewing, uh, making the, the tanks. We want to check them out. We want to have them be able to come and support it and everything right there, too.
2: I wanted to ask you a couple of Portland questions, because first off, I'm a big Top Chef fan. Do you watch Top Chef? Oh, a little bit. So, so Top Chef is in Portland this season. Okay. They just started yeah. there. Why is Portland such a big brewing scene? Obviously, I know a lot of the hops and stuff are, are from that area. What do you think happened in Portland that made that such a big brew scene?
0: Yeah, dude, uh, Portland, so we're all about beer, wine, coffee, food, right? Those, and just foodies. Those, those are like, like the main focus or, or hub and sneakers, of course, and and <laughs> computer chips too, right? Yeah. That, that's what Portland is best known for, all, <laughs> all of those things. Um yeah, I'm gonna flake on that question, dude. I feel bad, man. Just because I'm not a brewer, I don't know all the history that I should. Uh, should have probably brought on like Jeff Allworth, or you know, he's a beer historian, wrote a couple of books, and lived here forever. Just did a whole book just about Whitmer he'd be a great person to ask that question man unfortunately i don't know the answer but i'm one of those people that i don't feel bad saying i don't know man i'm sorry
2: are we gonna see you guys on top chef are you on there can you not tell me
0: uh, no but i wish we were dude. yeah <laughs> our boy for tony from abbey creek winery is has a couple laps i think too
1: cool that's nice so just personally what's it what do you like about uh the the pacific northwest as opposed to the philly scene i mean what 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 do you sure. like it out there do you still like it Dude, I love it
0: out here, man. Yeah, it's and it was fucking dope that we were like the world headquarters for the Black Lives Matter movement, dude. this This past summer, so I I love the passion of the people here in Portland. We're we're like the we're like we're like Paris, you know. Like I'll I'll kill you over you know why my cheese is better than yours or whatever, you (laughs) know. So, um, my wife and I, right? We we got married uh downtown. We got married at the U Penn Museum of Archaeology and Anthropology, right? Nice, Um, yeah. so we were just looking, you know, this was 2001 we were looking, or I'm sorry, this was uh, 2005 uh, is when I moved out here. We were, we were looking for a place to live on the West Coast. We checked out Portland, Seattle, LA, San Francisco. San Fran was actually my top choice, dude, but uh, oh, wow. unfortunately, we, we didn't want to live in a you know studio apartment forever. So our, our wedding money was going to go a lot further out here in Portland. So second choice, I got three interviews deep somewhere in San Fran, didn't land that job. So ended up in Portland because of its quirkiness. The weather was amazing. Dude, when we visited, everyone's like, oh, it's like fall. It's like autumn, year round. You'll love it. And, of course, we moved here and it fucking rained every single day for like eight months straight. Right? But, <laughs> uh, dude, we, we love it now, man. I don't know. The the air is so – besides the wildfires, which happened now because of climate change. But besides that, right. just the air is always so fresh because the rain, all the greenery. It's like living in the middle of a huge forest. Everyone's cool as shit down the earth. You know, it's – it's like Portland. You know, it used to be like the Portlandia TV show, too. You know, <laughs> uh, things are changing a little bit. A lot more San Fran and, and folks like that moving up here, but it's still dope, dude. You don't see much, uh, much pollution out here. You don't see much trash on the streets, stuff like that. People look at you in the eye and say hi when you walk down the street, stuff like that, dude. Plus, That's... the food's amazing the beer, coffee, wine.
1: It sounds amazing. Like when I, uh, when I was in Seattle, I kind of liked it. I was in the city, um, you know, it's, it's just really neat neighborhoods, the architecture, uh, looking like being up one of those hills and looking down on the sound and the water like is just incredible. And then when you start to get out and like outside of the town and it's just a little bit more rural, a little more wilderness, it's just like so beautiful. And it's just so different than what we're used to being in like a such a, a suburb of, of the city.
0: Yeah. yeah. Where are you
1: guys at, by the way? Uh, we're down town, Westchester. Coatesville ish. Chester County. So, we, next up, we've got a baked tart ale with blueberry. Where does that say? Marionberry?
0: Yeah, Marionberry is a Portland thing, man. It's, it's really close to a blackberry, but it's locally grown here. It's kind of like a mix between a blackberry and a raspberry.
1: Hazel, boysenberry, hazelnut, cinnamon, and vanilla. Mm. That's a lot
0: of stuff. Yeah, dude, that one's like a pie, dude. It's, it's straight like a berry pie.
2: I, when I look at your ingredients, and especially not even just on the sour stuff, even like a, on the double stack, it seems like there's almost a culinary point of view to a lot of the beers. Is that on
0: purpose? Yeah, it's on purpose, man. That's like our, our slogan or whatever. It's it's the tagline we say, like when people are like, oh, what kind of beer do you make? We say hazy IPAs and culinary inspired. Some people say culinary, but culinary inspired culinary. sour. Culinary. And sour. Like, yeah. But, dude, we have like at least like... 20 beers that are based on, on food flavors or, you know, blueberry muffin, key lime pie, right? Double stack of pancakes, we call it, you know, strawberry shortcake and, and so on, dude.
2: I just took the first sip of this. I, I haven't had this before. I think I got at least 72 different distinct flavors. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: I, I haven't sipped it yet, but what really struck me is the nose. I don't know if it's like the mixture of the hazelnut or something going on, but I feel like I'm getting almost a chocolatey nose off of it.
2: Yeah, there's definitely... Which, which
1: If that's not in here, it's got vanilla, it's got hazelnut, coconut, all the other berries, but...
2: My first thought was the smell doesn't match the the picture, the vis- yeah. the the color of it, which is yeah. fine. It doesn't have to, you know, smell and the color of the beer don't have to match, but just so yeah. many different flavors that I got when I oh, said man
0: oh, Yeah, the colors from the berries, you know, throwing that off a little bit, right?
2: It's crazy because I feel like I don't know if
1: I've ever experienced this with a beer but it's you get this ride of like intense flavor it comes back but then it comes back again it's almost like it's almost like two waves of uh, of of flavors but like the same ones like you get like berry cinnamon vanilla ish and then it dies down and then it comes back again on the back
2: end it's almost like I'm at a fondue joint and it's <laughs> it's it's dessert time and I dip the berry and I got a little chocolate and then I dip like a little piece of uh, like pound cake or something, yeah. and I get a little bit more chocolate than fruit, and yeah. then I went back to a fruit, and then I combined the two right, yeah, into yeah. some sort of fruit cake sandwich and then you dipped gonna it in the a, hazelnut.
0: Is anyone going to make a bad joke about it being berry and show the bear on the camera, or no?
2: You can do that. Go ahead. You're up.
0: I don't know if I can. How about too the much name glare. Baked? Check out her eyes, man. Put it real close and look at her oh, eyes. Oh, man.
2: I
1: see it. She's high as fuck.
0: We rolled out Super Baked and made her eyes like <laughs> <laughs> With like, With like munchies laying around her on the floor or whatever, you know.
2: <laughs> we only missed it by a couple days. We could have had baked yeah, on. <laughs> but this like, one you can buy sure on the pretty app pretty right deal. now for in
0: Philly too because we just rolled out a huge ass batch of it, Onyx Eye. And it's pretty similar. It's got elderberry, so it's actually good for you too. You can keep away, keep away fucking getting cold. Elderberry, blackberry, blackcurrant. It's Mm -hmm. just the color super dank-ass purple.
1: Holy shit, yeah.
2: They're definitely some of the prettier beers you will see Mm. just from a color standpoint. I don't know. John's famous for having great lighting.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I definitely have the best. Yeah, dude, so, I, I mean, how much do you put, like, how much are you involved in the, um, the app creation, the marketing, the branding? I mean, are, are, do you have, like, a marketing team that you kind of, like, work with to come up with these things, or, you know, how, how do you guys yeah. figure all this stuff so, out?
0: Yeah, I mean, it all rolls up to me, um, if it doesn't have to do with making the beer itself. Uh, we have an amazing team, so shout out to the marketing team, right? <laughs> the, the designers. We, we've we created, like, different, like, project teams within Great Ocean. so we have, like, a beer decision team they work on coming up with some of the new characters and the beer decision teams Our production manager. It's, it's Andy. Uh, who's my, my co-founder on the production team. Also it's Rob Rob is the production manager. It's Amanda from marketing. It's Tom who's, who's kind of like our regional manager, but he's moving towards the beer side these days. So they come up with like what the hype new flavors are that we want to work on, come up with a name together, come up with just a rough concept for, for what art we might want on there. Like, is it a new character or is it an old character doing some new shit? Right? They'll come up with some of that. And we use Slack just over the past year in COVID, you know, so we can all keep in touch online and work on stuff together collaboratively. So we come up with that stuff together. Um, Well, it's mostly them these days doing doing that. Um, Marketing, we meet once a week. You know, we have a team that uh, internally that helps to post stuff, write the content. But we have Chad Eaton, like I said, the illustrator. So he's not on staff. He's he's freelance, uh, though we do have a, a contract with him. We've worked on over the years. Yeah. And so we you know we own the artwork. He comes up with us uh, for us, but we throw him the ideas of what we're looking for. He turns it back around super fast, dude. Um, we also have some other local agency who just does like the graphic design, the layout of the cans. Um, they do the photo shoots, you know, for Instagram and so on. For for the app, it's a long story, but we have an app team. A lot of those same members, you know, we talk about what features we want to see in the app. And we work with an overseas developer, though, to actually work on the app. Yeah, right? I'm sure. But, yeah, there's there's a lot going on, man. There's a lot of parts. It's not just like one little brew pub. And we used to have one little brew pub, right? You know, we would make a seven-barrel brew house. We'd make the beer there. We'd sell the beer right there. But now it's it's a little more crazy, dude, you know, a little more chaotic.
1: <laughs> Were you guys on Tavor for a while? Is that how
0: you say it? Uh, we, sure. we don't have, like, a contract with them, but, like, every other month or every couple months we'll, we'll send them some stuff. Nice. So that's like our choice, right? So, you know, every couple of weeks we have, you know, we'll brew a bigger batch because we did get some bigger tanks recently. So we'll have some more beer and we'll reserve half, you know, to send out somewhere. And so we'll debate, hey, when's the last time we hit Philly? When's the last time we hit D.C.? Whatever. When's the last time we hit Tavor? And that's where we'll send, you know, some of that bigger batch. That's kind of how it works.
2: You said you got some bigger uh, equipment going on there. Was that a thought before you had the app? start unlocking these other states
0: yeah it was a thought we started talking about it six months ago when we we thought at the beginning of this year we were planning like for the beginning of this year to start rolling out states to finally ship to it was a feature we've been working on in the app for a long time and we were hoping that by the beginning of this year we'd be ready to do so and with that thought we ordered the tank six months ago wild
1: here's another question from brett is ben coming anytime soon
0: a no, not. we're gonna we're gonna work on places outside of oregon um i mean or- oregon's cool we have three already we probably should you know we could i mean it's a tough decision right because you could open a brew pub anywhere right like i don't know there's cool breweries in philly like tired hands right they could open one in new york they you know whatever like they could stay in the city and open more they can go outside you know to a different state and open it right so we we could do bend we could go south to california we can go north you know up it's seattle's humongous we could open a couple more in seattle and absolutely kill it there it's it's definitely a tough decision and it's it's what we're debating now
2: i think the big thing around here has been people just opening up like little can pop-up can shops like tired hands did that in um in philly they have a little just shop where you can just go in, pick up some six packs stick man was up there animated was up there they're just opening up these like little pop-up shops where you can just go in, get your six packs and get out of there
0: but is it is it something that like they signed the lease and they're there for a, a couple years or is it just we're there for a month and bounce?
2: That I don't know. I think they're doing definitely shorter term things.
1: Yeah. A month or two or six months, maybe something like that.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. We're, we're debating stuff like that. We thought about getting like a mobile truck. Right. But we can't get licensed for the liquor license if it's mobile. But we could park it at a food, at a food truck pod. Right. And that might be cool. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of options on on what we can do, you know. Let
1: me know if you need a Philly partner. Let's do. Yeah, something. we're here,
0: dude. Everyone, yeah, all my friends and fams asking about Philly, dude. My cousin's like, dude, let me run it. You know, come on, I got <laughs> yeah. you, dude.
2: Let me drink there. All
1: right,
0: yeah, let me see what yeah, Brett, so Brett says like,
1: here.
2: I gotta. I don't want to cut you off here. Fish, stop giving me Sixers updates if they're sucking. Is stop. <laughs> yeah, they're down twenty-one. Sixers down by twenty-one. Hey, frick.
1: Not interested, Fish. Yeah. Pushing barrel aged beers compared to other breweries, have you guys shifted away from barrel aged a little bit?
0: No, that's that's a good question because we people have been waiting for our next version of uh, barrel aged or BBDS, bar, you know, bourbon barrel double stack, bourbon barrel French toast, and so yeah. on. No, they just haven't been ready, man. Um, but we're finally going to drop a couple this summer that have been sitting in barrels for over two years now. They just at a year, they just weren't tasting. As hot as all the hot new shit, you know, or a year, even a year and a half. But I think I feel like it's been like two and a half years. But we're finally going to drop drop a couple more this summer. We just dropped one. Speaking of the app, people who hit our uh, whistle punk level, the third yeah. level on our app, they just got to fully take on like a whole drop that we did it was a it was a collaboration with the brewery right out of California and that was a bourbon barrel aged uh stout with pecans yeah, so i feel like it was like can pie kind of beer
1: that's wild depending on what level you get in in the app you can get access to different beers
0: yeah so that's, that's, that's what we did yeah even in december for people who hit our top level the timber beast level they got a real nice ass gift box with uh special glass um I forget what else. There was definitely two bottles in there. Two bottles a glass. There was something else. Oh, they got an axe, dude. We talked about an axe. We (laughs) gave away an axe earlier. What? Mm -hmm.
1: Dude, I don't know. I see it every once in a while. It's like that kind of silhouette with the axes. And uh, I don't know what it is. What is like, what's the other symbol? Like, you know, what I'm talking about. Like yeah, a, we, have
0: a, we have two logos. Yeah, on our cans we have a yeah. logo with like a bearded dude. Yeah, the bearded yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yep, that's it.
0: We got an identification problem, dude. We got like two logos, and then we got the whole Chad Eaton characters going on it. I don't know if
1: it's somewhere. a problem, man. I I, I dig it. It's kind of cool that like when you see that, it, you you still recognize the brand. But uh, but I just noticed it a few times, like maybe when the app is loading or the website's loading, you kind of see that first. Yeah. Um, before you get to the other stuff. But that's really neat, mm-hmm. man. I you know, I, t- to be honest, I get a little conflicted sometimes because I'm like, all right, let's say there's breweries that do um, special clubs or whatever. Right. And yeah. you just happen to be in the right place at the right time. And you're like, man, I I like what I've had from this brewery. And you walk in or, or you try to order something and they're like, no, that's only for the special
2: people. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, like, a, it's a tough balance to walk. Yeah,
1: it's got to be tough to, to walk that because, like, some people can be like, man, but, like, I came all the way from here and I'm mm-hmm. I'm at your brewery. Like, can't you sell me some of your good stuff? And it's like, no, that's only for the people with a membership. But at the same time, you know, the keeping that hype and keeping that level of uh, exclusivity or um just that special relationship with your best fans can also be, yeah. uh, you know, very uh, not only profitable, but just, you know, keep people engaged in that way uh, is, is good for business.
0: Well, they, yeah, most people didn't even know we dropped that special beer. Uh, wouldn't have found out we didn't post about it until until after it was already like picked up, you know, all picked up and all secured by the whistle punks. That's crazy. That's so cool.
2: How many different levels are there?
0: Currently, there's four, but we're working on rolling out some new shit and that store. So we're working on a way for people to just spend their points on that. Like, I call it the Chuck E. Cheese store. (laughs)
1: I'm super excited for that because I I, I don't know that little tchotchkes cheap shit. You know what I mean? That's just a fun way to like.
0: Yeah, but we'll have hot shit on there, too. You know, like. It's funny, like, I think of the brand Supreme. They come out with, like, a dog bowl, a lighter, like, the dumbest shit, and put their name on it, and people spend, like, a G on it. So I was like, dude, I want to do dumb shit like that. Yeah. And not have to spend a G, I'm saying. But I'm saying spend their points on it, like, if they want. Because, I don't know, man, what else are you going to do with, with points? Like, it's not we're not an airline, you know? So, yeah, you can get free beer or, what, you know, whatever. Actually, I don't – not free beer yet, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it,
1: it, so there's a, a brewery that's not far from here. And I really was intrigued by them because their model, before they had the door open, before they poured a pint, they started a fantastic marketing campaign. Sign up for our mailing list and get a free bottle opener. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, I don't have to really do anything. And you get, like, a a really cool little bottle opener. And then it's like, well, wait a second. Like, now that you're here, you could pay twenty five dollars or fifty dollars to become part of this club and we'll send you a glass and a membership card and you get your first pint when we open on us and the way that they marketed that they made a ton of money before
2: before doing anything.
1: before they did anything and even though it's like not necessarily for everybody i was just incredibly impressed by the execution and by the marketing there because yeah it's amazing it's so no, I
0: said you guys do it though.
1: I I have the bottle opener. I did the bottle opener part of it. I di- I didn't they were too far oh, so away for me to. I didn't do you know, the
0: other part though.
1: Yeah, I didn't do the other part, but but I still found it just I mean I I'm one of those guys where like every time I watch like a commercial or an advertisement or a special offer, I just think way too hard on it and I'm like, mm-hmm. "All right, so what do you think that costs them and what are they getting out of it? And, yeah. and, and what's what do you think the actual cost of acquiring the email address for me is and yeah. are, are you know, what, what are they going eventually going to get? Like, I don't know. I go way too deep on that stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, it's definitely interesting. I mean, I, I just I found that is one of like the more impressive ways that somebody was just able to execute a marketing mm-hmm. plan well enough to make money before actually selling their product.
0: Mm-hmm. Go for them.
2: I don't even know who you're talking about. To be quite honest with
1: you, what brewery? It's uh, I don't even know if they're popular or not. It's it's Midnight Oil Brewing in Wilmington, Delaware.
2: I, I've never even. I've heard still of them.
1: never been there. I've still never had any of their beer, but their brand is well entrenched in my brain for some reason because I have that bottle opener in my in in my cabinet that I don't use. But I mean, everything's <laughs> in a can now. But
2: weren't they a band in the '80s?
1: Maybe. Yeah. Midnight Oil.
0: Yeah.
2: Were they beds burning? Beds are b- burning. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> See, I'm on that shit, man. Come you on, do mess with
0: yeah. me. I knew that, right? When you said midnight oil, I was like, I like them. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. PA shipping rules to catch up. Somebody's trying to catch up on there. So, yeah, bro. if you don't, we do, man. What are we doing? Three, three, four packs.
0: Yeah, it sucks. dude. Is sorry. Limit- sorry, we're following rules out here, man. I got a, we got a couple partners, and one one of our wives is a lawyer. It's not mine, but yeah. So no, we, I, we I think that's okay. I
1: mean, I think there's enough beer to go around and that you know somebody can can place that order and you then can, place an order
2: a you, little bit you, later. You screw those rules up though and it can shut you down. I yeah, mean, it's not you, worth it. it. You got people you're holding people's jobs in your hands.
0: You can't. Polly, maybe Dude, if you get a chance to, talk to your DC DC has a law where, like, if you're a known violate, like, if you know that you're fucking up the rule, you could go to jail. And one of my guys, our old accountant, he pointed that out to our shipping team, and they're like, "Dude, like, we go to jail over this shit, bro." Yeah. No, right thank you, 100. know.
1: Deep thoughts. Um. Shit! Now I lost my train of thought.
2: You fish just totally threw you off. Fish man. fucked
1: me up. <laughs> so uh, what I was gonna ask you is um, maybe talk to your team later and uh, if you can come up with a uh, maybe a promo code or something for us let us uh, throw that around or something and be rad. and yeah. try to um, spin up a little bit of extra shipping but I- I'm super pumped for you guys because the, the beer is amazing there's I mean we know we know the flagships right at least a lot of us do if you don't. Mm-hmm. You have to experience Blueberry Muffin. You have to experience Double Stack. These beers um, completely were – I mean, I, I really think that, like, when we started these beer shares in – what was that? That was probably 2016, 2017, right? Right. We're, we're, we're doing these beer shares, and I'm, I'm getting into beer, and I'm thinking that, like, you know, um, these, like, crazy, hoppy West Coast beers are, like, the tits, you know what I mean? And then, like, we started getting the trilliums and the treehouses and the hazies and things like that. But um, I remember having the, the blueberry muffin and the double stack and being like, these are some of the most impressively executed styles that I've ever had. Where, where there, It definitely has that culinary twist.
2: They were always one of the most talked about beers whenever mm-hmm. we'd sure. be at the shares.
0: Did, that- you guys, did you guys make the magic blend?
2: No. Yeah. No, we no. never had them at the same time. We,
0: are you talking about blend- blueberry pancakes? <laughs> what? Why did if that not, did not even occur 75% to me? Percent double stack with twenty five percent blueberry muffin. You get blueberry pancakes.
1: Holy
2: shit! <laughs> yeah, that sounds tasty.
1: I'm gonna place yeah, an order right. asap. You never
0: drop them on the same weekend. They're like. I think we did one time, and I did a silly ass fucking Instagram video about it like three years ago. <laughs>
1: is is that something that people order on tap at, at the at the brew top or the, the brew pub? Yes, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah. One is of that our like customers came menu? up with it back in 2016, and then um someone start someone I think he was at Gabf and he asked for it, and then there was like the biggest line ever because people were asking for the blend. It was slowing the line down, and that's how we got the biggest line at Gabf back in like 2017, <laughs> dude. <laughs>
1: That's intense, man. I I'm like completely blown away that that's something we could possibly do.
2: Is GABF coming back this year? You think?
0: I don't think so.
1: I don't know. You, we should go one year.
2: Well, if they would have it,
0: we should do. You it. should. It's fun. Yeah, dude.
2: We sh- it's it's like Mardi Gras. We got to do it like once.
0: I don't think it is. Don't quote me on that, dude. I don't think it is, but I know CBC is, so that's for the breweries, the Craft Brewers Conference, and I'm pretty sure that one – well, I know it is because they asked me to speak at it about direct shipping to consumers.
1: Dude, all of these beers are fantastic. Good stuff. I can't believe how – they're all sours, but they're all so unique. They're all so – was that a Pilsner you said?
0: Yeah, we're doing the opposite, right? We're we're starting with like the heavily fruited stuff and hazies, and we're working on perfecting the pilsner now. Six years later, right? A lot of breweries do the opposite; they'll start with pilsner, right, uh, yeah, and IPA and porters or whatever, you know.
1: Is that something that that's on the app yet, or are you guys still working on it?
0: Uh, I think we just dropped one yesterday. I'm pretty, or or it's dropping Friday. This new one it's a collaboration actually with heater allen and it's always dope to work with female-owned breweries or, or head female brewers you yeah know. nice so it's a collaboration with heater allen the italian pilsner
1: what's uh what's ripe you said that's the ipa
0: ripe's the ipa that won uh blind taste test number one ipa in the country over you know out of 375 ipas a couple years ago so
1: that just went live on the app onyx eye black raspberry fluff vanilla zilla Baked and stuffed. Look at her <laughs> sitting Baked on the couch. Baked stuffed a
0: smoothie beer. So if anyone wants to test if they blow up, order, order that one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How about Afterglow?
0: Afterglow is our West Coast IPA, which it, it's kind of funny. We we didn't make a West Coast IPA until three years after we were open.
2: After party. Three years on the West Coast.
1: stash, <laughs> Hot fudge yeah. Saturday.
2: Puffery patterns.
0: Is, we'll let it, John, let everyone know you got to hit filter. By shipping, that's one of the things I don't know why, but okay. people are so confused about the difference between delivery and shipping. Delivery is like local; a car will drive over an hour. Delivery that's kind of like getting pizza delivered. Gotcha. Shipping is we actually ship it to you in a box. That's the difference, everyone.
1: Okay, so we got to make sure we have the right one selected.
0: Yep, shipping, gotcha. not delivery. That's like Postmates and shit.
1: <laughs> Lady behind the glass. <laughs> We there need a Postmates
2: is. beer guy around here. That's what we need. Yeah, right. Yeah. Where's that guy? At?
1: All right, I'm gonna pretend that I have a button to hit the sounder for. Uh, no, wait, wait. Toast Ta- of the Taylor's
2: week. Taylor's got it. He's gonna play it for us.
1: Is he? What are you talking about? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. He still he doesn't
2: have our sounder. I don't have. I need a beer. You're in I trouble. I do this
1: every time. I was smart. I do this every time. I don't have mm-hmm. anything to drink for toast oh, of the shit. week. <laughs> toast of the week you going first
2: yeah i'll go first mine's a, a little lighthearted. uh i got a chance to head down to the phillies game this past weekend yeah um so the bad part they're still doing the you got to get food when you have a beer thing okay so we get there i get a, i get a cheesesteak i house this cheesesteak
0: switch, switch it up
2: there you go nice. I, nice I i house i get a beer and a cheesesteak i house this cheesesteak like yeah. i'm full so then I go back, I'm like, all right, let me get my second beer here. Right. Let me get some peanuts. I'll get some peanuts. And I get up there and she's like, You gotta eat. I was like, What about the peanuts? She's like, No, that's a snack. What? So I had to get a hot dog. It's like come on. But on the on the plus side, they do a great job. With the seating pods, you're not seating next, seated next to each other. Um, all the masks, the people are telling you to wear your mask the whole time. It was just great to be at a baseball game. It was great to be in public, and I hope we're getting to more of that. So, toast to everybody that's helping get us back to uh, to doing things in public and nice. seeing each other.
1: Cheers. All right, my, my toast of the week um, was, uh, I had a lot of things on my mind this week. I, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to do two. Do it. The, the first one's going to be a quick one, uh, a fantastic podcast called um, Stuff You Should Know. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it, but it's on all the podcast platforms. I drove to uh, North Carolina and back this week for some work stuff, and I probably listened to... After I caught up on all the MBN stuff, of course, I went back and started listening to them and I got um, I listened to stuff about the Titanic, the Philadelphia experiment,
2: um, all great movies too
1: yeah, just uh, I don't know if that's actually a great movie or not um, all kinds of stuff space trash, all kinds of things that um, were very, very interesting, so those guys do a great job and I, I highly recommend you check check that out stuff you should know the other one uh my shout out or my my toast of the week is to nasa nasa is flying the first ever drone they've done two drone flights now
2: the ones on mars on mars
1: and they actually i think as of today have successfully created oxygen um they've got a little converter machine going on on that thing that's you know, sucking in all the CO2 and nitrogen out of the very thin atmosphere of Mars and converting it to oxygen. And uh, that's a very huge first step to potentially colonizing and uh, sending people to Mars. So very cool stuff, man. I just everything NASA related, man, I can those rovers, um, the drones, the, the movie, The Martian, anything yeah. like that. Potatoes, um, just potatoes in general. potatoes on Mars get me super yeah. excited. So very cool stuff
2: nasa nasa and keep up the good work podcasts don't pay us
1: yeah.
2: Nah. how about you paul you got anything
0: uh, yeah sorry to get political but I, I just want to toast to the fucking george doing the right thing in minneapolis so big big absolutely fucking, man um very big george deal Wilson. very yeah.
1: very happy that uh it went down the way that it did it set finally the the right precedent the right example of um what happens and and what what needs to happen i don't know you you know you know what i was thinking to myself you ever see um uh, the, the first thing that comes to mind is guardians of the galaxy right and and what fu- wait a second. I, I, I that know, was a turn there. i know i know but but hear me <laughs> out rocket has this fucking gun and he shoots it. And it wraps a net around the dude, and it and it's shocking him and paralyzing him, and he falls to the ground. Like, it's 2021, people. We have drones on Mars. Can we not figure out some kind of non-lethal weapons or technology that can, like, instantly knock somebody out or whatever? Like, these fucking barbed taser guns are not their answer. Like, actual killing... Life-taking bullets are not the answer. We've got to like. I just. I just can't imagine that there's not the technology out there that we can't just like drop somebody yeah, in an dude. instant and and then and then you know wait for them to gain consciousness three hours later and work shit out.
0: Yeah, they have to stop fucking killing people, dude. Yeah, if they could use these nets, that would be fucking awesome. Because yeah, the 13-year-old boy, the 15-year-old fucking girl, black girl in Ohio. Yeah, like, yeah I'm watching that gotta,
1: video this morning. Like, have what to the stop
0: fuck? Killing people.
1: <laughs> like i don't know I, I look i i don't for a second doubt that a police officer's job is not the hardest scariest most dangerous job out there but like at the same time like i just would like unload a clip on their legs or something like why are people just like taking shots at people's chest when they're like you know 30 feet away with a knife
2: well at least they got one but i right.
0: feel like it's- to do that, you know, but that's why we need to start at the top, yeah, dude. So exactly. So
2: dream.
1: hopefully people are in the right mindset lately. You know, a new administration, new things, uh new new priorities are in place and, and we can start moving in the right direction.
2: At, at least the jurors got one right this week though. Yeah. So like, yeah,
0: thanks to Paul. Toast yeah. the fucking to the Minneapolis jurors, dude.
1: It has been a fantastic hour. I can't believe it's been an hour already. Paul, you're probably one of the more fun people that I've talked to. That's a Philly. Uh, it's because he's I, from I Philly. Think, I think that's what it is, just being a Philly dude. But, like, you're yeah. just having fun, laid back. Uh, I would have to say that the company is got to be um, incredibly lucky to have you. And, and just, like, the attitude that you have, the way you go about things, is uh, is refreshing for somebody with a title of CEO it's just uh it's amazing man so keep up the good work keep up the good beers we're so excited for PA I'm gonna shoot you an email later let's see if we can't get a um, a, a, a promo code or something going and let's spread it around on all the local you know Facebook groups and Instagram and and try to get some beer shipped out here and um, and keep that thing going
0: hell yeah dude thanks so much for having me appreciate you dudes
2: anything else you want to plug just tell everybody the the app? Is that the just, just get the app yeah, and get you
0: know, on it? Go to FraytNOcean download the app. If you come to Portland, we got a bang and cheese steak at a northwest twenty
2: eighth location. We get Amoroso.
1: Oh yeah, did you get It is. <laughs>
0: To our homemade whiz dude we got a whiz wit. so yeah come
1: check us out oh shit oh look out well done well paul man uh thank you so much for hanging out thank you you did a great job we're so thankful everybody that took the time to watch us to listen to us thank you so much for hanging out uh for letting us talk at you we we'll really appreciate it make sure you check out mbnnetwork.com. follow us on facebook instagram look up mbn network on youtube Make sure you're following us there. The podcast comes out tomorrow on all the podcast platforms, so make sure uh, you check that out and listen to us then. But uh, again, if you took the time to hang out with us, we really appreciate you, and we will talk to you next time. My brother produced that song.
0: Cool. Hell yeah. I'm
1: going to stop this recording here.